Hello and welcome to another episode of the Infinite Universe podcast. My name is Paim Riazi. This podcast was created so that we can build a community of like-minded people that strive to be a light for change. We want to strive to be the embodiment and the manifestation of the change we wish to see in the world by being the change first. This episode is exciting. We're going to be talking about a philosophy that I forged during the lockdown of 2020-2021, and that is to follow the breadcrumbs of life. Following the breadcrumbs of life means to follow the curiosities that come to mind as you go through life, and that little spark of joy or that little spark of curiosity that we all get when it comes to different facets of our lives and to honor that and actually follow them because it's those curiosities, it's the one breadcrumb on the ground at a time that actually will lead us to a place of success, whatever that means to you. That could be success for a new hobby. It could be one breadcrumb following to another, to another, to another, which lets you meet somebody that might form a relationship with, whether that's romantic, business, something. There's all these different synchronistic events that happen from a consciously led choice. And what the paradox is, is we've heard this before where they say that each action we take, its rooted energy is either that of love or fear. And so what that means is when you decide to take an action on something, the DNA of that action, the inherent root of the energetic profile of the action you take will either be that of love or that of fear. And so what that does is that energetic code will intertwine with whatever that action is that you're doing in this external reality. And so if you choose to make an action that has a deep-rooted fear aligned with it, then regardless of the outcome, whether it may seem successful, it is poisoned by the energetic root of fear. And to tackle this in life is to follow the philosophy of following the breadcrumbs of life. I'll give you an example. In November of 2019, this is pre-COVID, at least in North America, I went to a live event hosted by Paul Selig. For those of you who don't know, Paul Selig is very well known in this spiritual space. He is able to channel and bring forth guides that are able to communicate with him and he's able to transcend it into English and he's helped many, many people And I've always really enjoyed hearing his lectures and seeing what he is able to speak through the guides. And so in November, I decided to go uh, down to Toronto and go to his live engagement for the weekend. While I was there, it was obviously an extremely moving weekend. It was extremely connective. I'm honestly so grateful that I went. The last day there, two things really special happened. I remember... We are obviously talking about very deep things. There's very personal things that trouble people that they like to go there and and get input on the guides from that Paul Selig is able to channel through. And by the end of that last day, obviously, we have a pretty 
clear picture of who people are, at least the ones that have been able to open up and everyone is just so supportive. What was really cool is one, I had this lady come up to me and she gave me a Rhythmia pen. Rhythmia is a facility, I believe in Costa Rica, and they host ayahuasca ceremonies. And at this time, I've never done ayahuasca, but she came up to me and she said that she was just there and she gave me a Rhythmia pen, which I still have today. And she looked me in the eyes and said, you're going to be helping a lot of people. And that was such a touching thing for me because the more I grow as an individual, the more I see the value and the beauty it comes with being able to serve others. Because when we are able to serve others, it is truly such a gift. It's such a beautiful experience to be able to help someone. It could be financially, emotionally. For me, I love to help people connect to themselves and connect to their true essence of being so they realize how magnificent they are and how lucky we are all here when even mathematically the existence of life as in your individual life is just so low is just such a miracle that we're all here floating in this marble that's traveling hundreds of thousands of kilometers into space which we have no control over i just think that's so super fucking cool now the second thing that happened is a dear friend of mine, her name is Lisa. We met there. She came up to me and she talked to me about how she went into school to be a life coach. Now, life coaching is not a regulated industry. Nowadays, there are a plethora of people who claim to be coaches or who are coaches because now apparently everyone has the answer to your problem. With that said, I took the info. I had a few calls with her afterwards or after the Paul Selig event. For the next month or two, I believe I had a couple phone calls with Lisa and I really got to researching what the school was and the asset that it would play in my life if I chose to enroll in the school. Now, this school is called IPEC. They are the leading foundation for coaches. And what's amazing about IPEC is it's not a weekend program. It takes about a year to complete. And what's amazing is that the entire coaching philosophy and the coaching skills that I've been able to cultivate and learn through that school is really that we don't have the answer for our clients. So when you come to me and you say, Pime, I'm miserable. I, I, I hate my job. What do I do? Well, I don't know. But I'm trained and I also have this gift that is able to open the hearts of others and trust to be vulnerable with me. And those two things together, as we share this intimate, intimate, safe space, you're able to have a clear and open mind and I'm able to help you navigate the answers that are deep within you. Because I truly, to my core, believe that every deep question that we have, we hold the answer just buried very, very deep within our psyche. And there are a lot of tools and tricks that we can hack into our body and mind to alleviate all this noise from the external world conditioning that we've been brainwashed to suppress all these things. And the more we're able to connect together, the more we're able to connect individually, we're able to find these answers that we truly seek. And where I'm getting at with that is 
the breadcrumb that I had was, you know what? I would love to see Paul Selig live. So that was my breadcrumb. So I went there. Second breadcrumb was, wow, IPEC that Lisa recommended. Let me check that out. I'm I'm feeling very curious. And as I was going through this breadcrumb, COVID ended up locking everything down just about four months after my Paul Selig event. From November to March, everything shut down basically, at least here in North America and I'm in Canada. So with that said, imagine if I never followed that breadcrumb in November. What if I said, oh man, I don't want to spend, you know, let's say 300 bucks. I don't remember the tickets, but what if I brought whatever excuse that would limit me experiencing that breadcrumb? I don't know if I would have ever aligned to IPEC. And if I did, it would have been maybe not even yet, right? And so one breadcrumb led to another to another. And so what was really cool is when the world went into lockdown, I ended up leaving my occupation mid-June. So about a month and a half after lockdown, I left my occupation. I was fully enrolled in, in IPEC. And we were doing many, many hours. So I was basically learning online through hundreds of, of hours of just understanding how to strategically and openly ask open-ended questions and how to create a space where uh, clients are able to communicate with you and how to help them navigate their psyche to find these answers and create a plan for people to actually achieve their goals. Because the thing is, is when you get coached, I don't want you to be a 10-year client for me. We, we want to have an established goal and plan, and I want to help you achieve those goals and ultimately help you build the skills that you need to self-regulate and self-coach yourself and move on. And then you can be another light and help other people by being the change. That's the goal. And what's really amazing is as everyone was in lockdown, I was able to cultivate a, a brand new skill. And I want to also say this out of a place of humbleness because IPEC was not cheap either. I don't remember the exact amount, but it was somewhere between twelve and 13,000 Canadian that I invested in. And I took out a loan, guys, right? When COVID happened, I literally left my job. I did not have the savings for it. And, you know, at the time, luckily, I actually wasn't even in crypto. <laughs> if I was, that might have actually stopped me from going into IPEC. And what's really cool is I took out a loan. I took a risk and I got enrolled into IPEC. And that led me into some really beautiful lifelong friendships that I have, one of them being Kate. My friend Kate lives in Colorado. She's an incredible coach. She actually coaches me every Tuesday. Uh, we meet up through FaceTime and we coach. And I'm so blessed to have her in my life. And I would have never even come across her if IPEC never came. And she's played an incredible big role in my life. And that's the beauty of following breadcrumb to breadcrumb to breadcrumb because you don't know where these actions that you take from curiosity where they'll take you and who you could meet along the way and let's fast forward a little bit once i graduated ipec in 2021 i believe it was january 2021 so just about a year i was able to 
help my friend open up a private tattoo company that I've been privileged to help operate and run from the ground up. Really amazing. To make that decision, I ended up putting my coaching practice to the side burners because when you open a new business, it takes everything from you. It takes your energy, whether you're in the store or not, always thinking about improving, how to make things efficient, how to learn different skill sets that will benefit the team, yourself, the operations as a whole. All these different things go to that. Now let's speed forward a little bit to today. The tattoo operations going great. It's doing its own thing. I'm able to be a little bit more hands-off and my goal for myself is to really get back and put coaching and healing and the artistry that I was born to do in my forefront again. And this podcast is one of those steps for me to create an expressive outlet for myself that not only feels great, but I know that the energy and the love that I put in through my voice to you listening on the other end brings value and healing to you. And I'm just so grateful and privileged to be in a position to do so. I want to sum everything up. So a couple months ago, I had a very big breadcrumb, an intuitive hit came across to me that I want to learn and explore breathwork on a deeper level. And what breathwork is, is we are able to control our breath in a series of rounds and repetitions in a specific way, whether we're exhaling in a certain tempo or inhaling and holding in a certain tempo, doing this in a specific series of rounds allows us to really quiet the mind, start to feel our body, and it starts to rejuvenate all these cells that start to wake up. And what's amazing is we're able to clear a lot of our limited beliefs by doing breath work. And breath work has been proven to help with so many health things as well. And What's amazing is I took that breadcrumb and I explored what my options were. And I'm very happy to say that in about a month and a half at the end of May coming up this year, I will be starting my breathwork practitioner course. That's going to be about a six to eight week course where I'm going to learn how to teach and facilitate breathwork for my clients. And I am so excited because This is my newest breadcrumb that I'm following. And this breadcrumb, I believe, will really aid in the diverse tools and skill sets that I've gathered throughout these breadcrumbs that I've just shared in this podcast alone. And again, these are just the breadcrumbs that are pertaining to me creating a story for you to understand in this podcast. We all have breadcrumbs that we follow, or maybe we don't follow, but at least from this podcast, maybe you can start to be aware of them. And the amazing thing is, is that when you come across your next breadcrumb, your brain might automatically justify and say every reason not to follow it. It could be an expense of some sort. It could be time. Usually it's money for a lot of people, but you you now have the option to just pause and reflect and Do something in a way that you're able to articulate why or why you shouldn't follow this breadcrumb. Because we also have to remember, the greater our goal, the greater our shadow. So this breadcrumb that comes in our life, however it may appear, if I follow this, no matter how scary it is, but it feels like something I should do, well, 
what are the pros and cons to that? And a lot of us, we have an easy time to say, what if it doesn't work out? What if it doesn't do this? What if this doesn't happen? And that's a normal response because our brains are wired to protect us, right? Because when we go back to our primal self, when we were in caves and hunting and gathering, of course, the unknown was actually life or death. But fortunately, in this civilized world that we live in now, fear does not actually equate to danger because the way our primal brains are set up, yes, the unknown was actually dangerous. Whereas now the unknown is not as dangerous, mostly speaking, but it's just more of a theoretical fear in the brain complex. And if you can see the difference between the two, you're able to move ahead in a much more self-aware and conscious manner to start making decisions to actually follow the breadcrumbs of life, the breadcrumbs of curiosity. And this is how you change your life is by one breadcrumb at a time. Because how can your life change in two, three, 10 years if your decision-making has been habitual and the same for the last 10 years? right? We always think, we overestimate. We're like, oh yeah, my life is going to be so different in two years. Well, not quite because how fast did the last two years pass? How fast has the last 10 years, the last decade passed us? Extremely fast. And so if we're not able to distinguish between our curiosities and whether it's dangerous or fear and, and actually be able to follow through with this loving energy then we'll, we're not really going to change our lives, not to the extent that we want to. And part of evolution is, is evolution in itself is really to grow and become better. And I think that's why a lot of us innately, whether we're stuck in life in different parts of life, if there's this yearning to get better, well, that's just part of evolution because we're also evolving, right? There's this thing that our bodies change cells on a cellular level every seven years, I believe, something like that. So if that's happening and we as a species, we're also still evolving, right? Humans are still evolving. We're still in this evolutionary phase. It's just we don't really see it that way because we're pinpointed into the current rooted reality. But if you take a step back and say, well, where are humans going to be in a thousand years while we're still evolving. We don't know what it's going to look like. So with that said, we want to bring it back to the point of this conversation is follow your curiosities because the bill of regret at the end of your life is going to be way heavier than trying something that you were curious about. And maybe it's a dead end. Sure. But a lot of times, at least in my experience, we don't know what breadcrumb that we follow. We don't know what is going to be on the other side and the other choices we make from it and the people we get to meet and the experiences we get to have. I can attest that my life, the best things that came to my life have been to follow the breadcrumbs of my curiosity. And I will say this, the moments that have led to the greatest change for me the breadcrumbs have actually come at the most inconvenient of times. And I think that's one of the beautiful games of life. They show up when it's most inconvenient. Because society, we're all conditioned to 
see our life as taking the most convenient way. We have Uber, we have phones that load within a second. If an app doesn't work after one and a half seconds, we cut it off and we try and open it again. And if Netflix is buffering for two seconds, we got all worked up. Everything we're doing in terms of this kind of technological efficiency, it's wiring this thing in our brain where it's supposed to be convenient. The caveat to that is really when you start to look at these little curiosities that come up in your life, they may actually be, and most of the time are, they come at a very inconvenient time. Whether that is the world is going to doom and gloom, you might have lost your job, maybe you're thinking about quitting, what if this, what if this, what if this, but if you can bring back to a simple principle, which I'll do a separate podcast on, but the universe will always provide. The universe always provides and gives you exactly what you need and who you need in your life. I believe that for a a million percent. And that doesn't take away from all the injustice that happens. Yes, those things happen. But for the sake of personal development and spiritual development, if we can follow the breadcrumbs of our curiosity, regardless of the inconvenience, if it feels right within us, if it feels right in our gut, in our heart, if there's coherence and you move forward, your life can drastically change. It's the only way that I've been able to change my life. And I'm continuing to move forward with this philosophy because there are areas in my life now that I feel stuck at, right? There are areas in my life today that I feel extremely stuck and bound by. And actually one of them was this creative outlet of mine, right? Because remember the last seven years, I've been in the tattoo industry. I've been around artists for almost a decade. And I have so many people ask me, hey, have you tried tattooing? Have you tried this? And for about five years of those, I used to say, oh no, I'm not an artist, but I am. I write poetry. I'm able to channel these words from this realm of existence and filter it down and formulate it in English for you in a way that can just show a fraction of our greatest self. That's artistry. For me to speak in this microphone that, again, I invested in, even podcasting was its own breadcrumb that costed me money because I wanted to do it right. This isn't shot on my iPhone. I have a professional studio setup. And again, not everyone is able to do this, but when I want to follow a breadcrumb, I fucking do it right. But I use it and I know that it takes me places. Because I'm putting my love and my hope and my faith and my work into it. I put everything into it. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay because I know that I put everything I had into it. There would be no drop left that I did not put into what I'm following through on. To recap this episode, I just want to say thank you for listening to me. Thank you for listening to a little part of my story. I share these things in hopes to offer you a perspective of my life experience that I've lived through and learned through to this day and continue to do so as the days go on and the years go on, God-given. And I just want to give you the hope and the faith. And if you need permission, then here's my permission. Go and do it. Whatever excites you, whatever comes at the most inconvenient of times, but you recognize it as a breadcrumb, go and do it. Instead of thinking, 
every reason not to do it, write down every reason why you should do it. Start to reprogram your mind to distinguish between fear and danger. Because a lot of times it's just our fear holding us back. Most of us in this modern world, we are privileged to not be living in a dangerous place. And of course, dangers exist. Of course it does. But most of us listening aren't going to be looking at danger every single day of our lives. So if we can distinguish between our curiosities and act forward with love, we start to really start to change the actions we take. And over time, our brain will start to recognize, okay, breadcrumbs could actually be opportunity. And I want to leave you one last note. When it comes to opportunities and following them at an inconvenient time, if you think back to what Jesus said, he simply said, come follow me, right? He said, come follow me. He didn't say, come follow me when it's convenient. Come follow me when the kids are sleeping. Come follow me when your wife's happy. Come follow me when you have enough money. He just said, come follow me. And the more you learn to connect with yourself, because we are all God, yes? We are all God. We are all expressions of this divine unity living in this focal point of individuality. And the more you get to connect to yourself and the core of your being, you start to recognize that, yes, I will follow me. I will follow God. Because come follow me means come follow me, regardless of that external circumstance. And the next time that a breadcrumb comes into your life, follow it. Follow it with love. Follow it with faith. Because the bill of failure is nothing compared to the bill of regret. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You are light. You are love. I'll see you next time. Peace.